Thank you so much for joining us on our journey of voices. And we're super excited to have you and hear more of your story and give some insight. So for those who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Chris White. I teach here in Holy Trinity Primary School where I'm Vice Principal. The last four years, I've been in the school about 27 years. It's, uh, it's a big, big school, set in West Belfast, uh, 660 pupils. But more importantly, set in about seven and a half acres against the background of the mountain, which is very beautiful. But to be a Vice Principal around here involves an awful lot of moving about. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I've got my Fitbit, and I'm a very, very fit guy. Remember, it's definitely something that keeps you very fit. You spoke before that this is something that everyone would sign up for, right? And there's a lot of development going on in, in this school, yeah. right? And you put your heart into it, and we can really see that. So let's start at your roots. Where did you grow up, and how did that kind of shape you into who you are today? Well, I grew up about 65 miles away from Belfast, Anoma. And I would say at that there time in Oma, at that time in Ireland, North Ireland, it was very difficult times. The times of the troubles, the troubles were just starting, getting going when I was born, just after I was born. And as a result, there was a lot of poverty, a lot of unemployment, a lot of difficulties for families, a lot of difficulties in life. And, you know, people use whatever they've got to try and make ends meet. I watched, you know, things difficult at times for my parents, for people around us. But the one thing we were always encouraged about was two things. To do the best you can do and to work hard at the education. And very much regarding family, very much regarding the teachers that I had. And the teachers were very, very important in shaping us and shaping my brothers and my sister. Was that uh, if you want to do well, you've got to work at it. You've got to like, want something out of something, you've got to put something into it. And uh, at times there was a lot of unemployment, maybe 20%, 25% unemployment at the time. And there wasn't many prospects. My father was made redundant uh, several times. So as a result, we were pushed very hard in education. But also, it wasn't just our family pushed us, it was also our teachers pushed us. And many times, my mother will meet some of my ex-teachers down the town, down doing shopping. Some of those teachers, of course, are now retired. And she will always ask about us. Mm -hmm. And when somebody asks about you, you know that they didn't just teach you, they had an interest in you. And that shapes me nowadays when I'm talking to a lot of my ex-pupils, pupils who are now back as parents, and I can tell them a lot of things about them. In many cases, I can quote when their date of birth is or when they're, when they're, what month they were born in, and because it creates, they, they know, and as I always said before they leave here, I have an interest in you. So when my mother would meet some of the teachers down the town, she would say to them, you know, they would say, no, thanks very much for what you did for them, and they're doing very well. And my, uh, you know, she always make a point of saying thanks to the teachers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and it sounds like that you had to develop a work ethic, and the role models around you kind of helped you push you along, yeah. right? So, what other strongholds do you hold close to your heart that pushes you along your mission each and every day? Yeah, well, I mean, when you're growing up, I was very lucky, and I was involved in a lot of things. So, through school, we had people I'd learned to play chess. I learned to play table tennis, which I'm still playing at 15, nearly 52 years of age, I'm still playing, or I did return to. That's why I'm exhausted, because I played last night. <laughs> uh, there's uh, sports, and I remember my father taking me one time, and taking all of us, and brothers, and says, <clears throat> just remember, he says, I hope that your behaviour is good, because remember that the people taking you could be in any public house, or could be doing anything else with your own family, but they elect to take you to take those sports. They like to take you out. They spend their time, their voluntary time doing that. So you make sure whatever that you're be, you're, you give them the best and don't have any attitude. It's the same now 
I spent uh, well over 25 years involved with the Children's GA, the Covenant Munskill, as it's called here. I, not only did I run hurling teams and camogie teams and football teams in the school, I was also chairman of the local Covenant Munskill. I was next year secretary of the local Covenant Munskill. And as in the school, other teachers in the school were all heavily involved in that. So what I got when I was growing up, I got people investing their time in me. What that held to me in the long term was that my role as a teacher and as a responsible adult was to invest that time in the youth that are growing up now to give them not just opportunities to do things but to give them and to give them skills to do things but to also impress upon them that I am helping you then it'll be your role to go out and help other people your role will be to go back I keep on saying at assemblies when I'm conducting assemblies in there and I keep on pointing out the great things we've done around here, like the 3G pitch that we share with the local GA club, Gordon and Mona, who are very, very good at this. And I say to them, you know, we have provided that for your generation. In years to come, there will be new scientific and technological advances, and you will come back to your community and be the leaders of your community. So we're providing this at the minute, and other local people from the local clubs and local community groups are providing that demand. I says that's your job in the future to go back and reinvest in your community and make your community a stronger and better place. I think those are the things that I grew up from you from being very very young because it it wasn't just that it was implicit; it was explicitly put to me that that is your role. I am now as a teacher, as a vice principal, and being a member of a school community, that is my role to impress upon those children whatever you are the leaders of the future. And so with that, because you're talking so much about community. Yeah. And it hits very close to our heart. And that's something that you're very passionate about, education and enriching the community. Mm-hmm. And when we spoke yesterday, you spoke about some of the challenges that when you don't get to leave the community, that can have. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if you could expand a little bit more about that because you've had some traveling abroad. Yeah, I, as a teacher, your role, yes, you have to do your like factual stuff, your curriculum. And you have, it depends how you see your role. So you're doing your English, your maths, your history, your geography, your science, and that there. And that's fine. You're doing work that's factually based. You're trying to build children's skills in terms of working together and working to common outcomes and putting yourself on camera and being able to put yourself forward. Those are all important things. But there is also hidden things, you would say, whatever. It's about planting seeds in somebody's head. What you're doing is you're creating a vision for them, a vision for their future, a vision what they could be. We talk a lot in school and we've done a lot of work on the growth of the, the, the mindset, the growth mindset. We very much that intelligence is not fixed at birth, that with hard work, with the right attitude, with good support, uh, you, can, you can change anything, you can move on, you can move to the next level. And whatever that's that, whether it's in sports or whether it's in education, you can take things on to the next level. So uh, we're, we, we want the children, whatever, to have a great future. How do you do that? Sometimes you have to plant that seed. So if you came into my class for years and years and years, you would have seen a big map of the world. You would have seen a map of Ireland. You would have seen a map of the British Isles. You would have seen a map of Europe. Now, the teachers in the school used to give me a bit of a hard time because I didn't like doing too many wall displays. I covered my walls and maps. But, and I genuinely mean this, I wanted when we are doing a piece of, piece of reading, a piece of a book, comprehension, something comes up about a country in the world, that they can go and find that in the map. 
that they see themselves in a rather small environment, but it's a big environment there in Belfast, or in the centre of Belfast. And like because of the historic history of the Troubles, housing and employment and education, they're very much sectionalised in different areas. But you, what you want is for children to have an outward vision, to look outwards and to see the world as their oyster. It's a bit cliched, but it's a fact. I don't, you know, I want, I want the children, I want the children here. And I talk about when I was playing football in Boston, when I was working in London, when I was travelling in Australia, or travel, I would show them places in the world and tell them a little bit of fact. Now, in one sense, oh, you're bumming and blowing about what you're doing. No, what you're actually doing is telling them that that's what I want for you. And I would tell them that I have so many people that come back to me that have spent a year in Australia um, without playing football in, in America or taking soccer camps in America. And I'm feeding those stories back into our children because that is their vision. We have a very good track record in educational attainment. And what that educational attainment is, whether children move on to, to develop their skills, whether it's a bricklayer, a plaster, or a go on to further education, go on to university, those same children are coming back here and they're sending their children back here. Those children are in the community. So the thought of moving on to university in some communities, it's very hard to break that cycle. It's very, very hard to create university as, a, as, as something which they can attain to. In our community, and because of the children who have gone here and gone on to do university and, and do good, and do well. That knowledge, that vocabulary is within the school community, is within the children. So therefore, you'd always say about why do certain teams do well? It's because success brings success. It's because you have the ability and you see and you go up and you have it in your heart and you have it in your head and you know how to achieve. You carry your shoulders high, you know how to achieve. Hi, my name's Chris White and this is my voice.